Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about a Syracuse basketball team that is struggling. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman. And our guest today is the Juice Online senior college basketball analyst and 2003 national champion, Andrew Cowie. And Andrew, we will get you started on this one. Syracuse was ranked in the preseason top 25. They've got six losses now. What is going on with this team? <laughs> I wish it was a simple answer. Right? I don't think uh, I don't think anyone has uh, the simple the one answer. I think it's just a it's many of things. It's just, conf- you know, when confidence gets low and it's not going in our favor, uh, it can affect players. It can infect, affect the team. And unfortunately, uh, you're seeing it play out uh, with teams against, you know, against Boston College and St. John's and Georgetown. And, um, you know, that Boston College game, that was tough to watch as a Syracuse fan. And, and, uh, and it, it was just difficult to watch. But uh, as soon as, you know, it can only get up. I think it can only get better from here. And so it's just it's going to have to go back to just effort and just uh, and just grinding out of games. And, and hopefully we can get a couple wins to just get the confidence back up for the players because I think you can see that it's obviously affecting them. And, Andrew, the one guy you look at when you talk about confidence is Frank Howard. They're just not getting point guard production at either end of the floor. What does he have to do? So with Frank, obviously – you know, if you see him, he misses a couple easy layups or makes a bad, you know, you, you saw him sometimes yesterday, he would make the pass, and you could see him making the pass before he made it. It was just, he was try, trying to take an easy pass instead of being aggressive or just kind of going with the flow and, and, and reacting naturally. And it's just kind of an overthinking, and it's, t- it's tough to get out of that funk, um, but you just got to kind of almost go back and, watch clips of when you were in high school or, or when things were going great because you just got to, it's a funk and it's just got to get out of it. Andrew, what do you think about Tyler Lydon? He's just too passive right now. What does he have to do to get going? Yeah, I think it's, it's more showing him game, game film during, uh, you know, during the off days or during practice and, and, and just game film sessions and saying, you know, look, look at these four shots that you, you pump faked and passed up and, it, when you pass up an open shot, sometimes it doesn't lead to another open shot. It kind of messes up the rest of the offense. So it's just more showing him that, that tape and saying, listen, we need you to be aggressive. Even if you miss it, it's still a good shot. Other players are in position. Maybe we get an offensive rebound. But um, if, you're, if you have an open shot and then don't take it, and then that can kind of mess up the flow of the offense. Um, and, and I think that's just kind of keep putting that in his head. Um, that he's got to be more aggressive than probably that what's in his DNA, and ho- and hopefully that gets him. Um, you know, when you when you see stuff on film, when, when he, more than just telling someone, but really they see it, it's much more impactful. So I'm sure they're doing that, and 
you know, it's it's obviously not his nature, but hopefully as he sees it more, he'll become more aggressive. Andrew, I look at your sophomore year when you were on the Preston Shumpert to Sean Williams team, and it was a lot like this year where it had high hopes, and by the end of the year, you guys were an NIT team. What was it like, and how did the guys get out of the funk like that? It, it's tough. I mean, we, especially with that year, we got, as you said, we got off to a great start, and then things just kind of spiraled down. And that was a little bit more um, from a person. There was a lot of conflicting personalities within the team, and a lot of those players had been there for a while. They knew the system. So it wasn't a lack of um, talent or um, just knowing how to play the zone or the offense. It was more – there was just a lot of things internally that were not connecting and, and certain players' mentality and, and personalities was not a great mix. I think with this year, it's a little different because you have just so many new players from the transfer to freshmen, and it's just – everyone's just trying to get a feel of – who everyone is or how everyone likes to play with each other. And then you, on top of that, there's been so much change with the starting lineup and changing lineups. And, and you're not used to that from Syracuse. We're always used to the kind of the same starting five during a season, but, but Beheim has to, because it's, he's trying to figure it out himself. Like what's my best offensive team? How do I score? And so it's just everyone from coaches to the players are all trying to figure out, and until there's like a gel, until there's a kind of like that epiphany of like this is my this is this is the best five, this is the best six, um, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna continue the struggles. And Andrew, we will get you out of here on this one. You've always been very spot on your analysis, very honest. How do you see the rest of the season playing out? You know, I was pretty I was optimistic going into the season just because I like the makeup of the players in terms of the kind of physical makeup. I thought they'd be really good on defense because of just the length at the top of the zone, length at the bottom of the zone, and obviously deeper. So I was surprised as anyone to see the struggles um, early in the season, especially became, uh, you could see the offensive struggle. So I think, you know, I think obviously right now it's a tough time because it's losses to teams like BC and St. John's. But, I, you know, I think there is going to be improvement out there. I think, you know, I have a lot of faith in Beheim and Hopkins and Autry that every day in practice they're going to continue to work on it. And I think, to me, I think the key is offensively. Um, is once the offense starts to click a little bit better, players get more confident, they have a little bit more fun out there, then they start working harder for each other on the zone, they start getting out the shooters, they start thinking, um, you know, two, three steps ahead. And I think that's... Um, you know, that, it all starts with the offense to me, is that we got to get back to having fun on offense and scoring and everything works. So I, I think there will be improvement. I really do. And in maybe we get that one really good win, maybe not against a Duke, but a, a team of uh, really high quality and we, and we get a big win, and that's going to start, you know, things going in the right direction. So I don't know if it's going to lead to tournaments and stuff like that. We don't know, but I do think it will improve. Andrew, thank you so much again for coming on again. Andrew Cowie, 2003 national champion and the Juice Online senior college basketball analyst. We'll talk to you soon. I really hope you're right. West, always enjoyed the talk. Always great to get Andrew's insights. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, things are not going well for the Syracuse basketball team. A brutal 96-81 to loss to Boston College over the weekend. Brad, you've been around the Syracuse program for five decades now. Have you ever seen anything quite this bad from a Jim Beheim team? 
I have not, Wes. And I was, you know, scratching my head trying to figure out what other seasons may be similar to this one in Jim Beheim's 41 years. I have a couple back 80, 81, that year that Syracuse went to triple overtime and beat Villanova in the Big East tourney. They had struggled that season, didn't make the NCAA, made the NIT. The next 182 made the NIT. Then you kind of have to fast forward up into the 90s, that 96-97 team. Uh, that season was kind of a very long season, resulting in a first-round NIT blowout loss at home to Florida State. Then you go into the 2000s, and they did go to the NIT semifinals in 01-02 before the Magic Championship year. That was a long year. And then 07-08. But, Wes, I'll tell you, at the end of those seasons, they were close to postseason play. This year, certainly here in early January, does not look like postseason play and really is going to look like a struggle just to get a winning season. And that's one of the most incredible streaks of Syracuse basketball, Wes. You have to go back to 1968-69 for a losing season. The following year was a 500 record, but we've been spoiled for the last 50 years almost, or certainly the entire Jim Beheim run of winning basketball and expecting Syracuse to play deep into March. And you know, Brad, Andrew was on before talking about how it's not one specific thing that's going wrong with this team, but if you were Jim Beheim for a day, what would you change? Well, I would like to have the ability as a coach and the athletes in the program to have a little bit more flexibility in how you play on the court, and specifically referring to defense and, of course, Syracuse's signature 2-3 zone defense. At the minimum, Wes, I would like to see change that zone up a little bit 2-1-2, 1-2-2, something. If you're not going to go man-to-man, if you're not going to press, which the coach says is impossible for, for the, the makeup of this team, then at least I would like to see some flexibility, something with the zone defense, because as we've been talking about most of this year, the defense being such a problem, that would, of course, be the number one area that I would look to change. Brad, Jim Beheim has been shuffling the lineup a lot recently. He started Torian Thompson against Boston College for the first time while benching Daywan Coleman for the entire game. If you had to set a starting lineup, who would it be right now? Well, let me think about it here. But before I give you five, let me point this out too, Wes. Aren't we back to seven guys again? <laughs> seven players for this team? Isn't it inevitable how no matter what we think optimistically early in a basketball season, Hey, they're nine scholarship players. We're going to have, you know, different lineups, different flexibility. We're back down to seven. And I'd have to say for a starting lineup, I agree, go with youth, especially at this point in the year. What do you have to lose? Because you've already dropped six games. And I would go with battle, certainly in the backcourt. I guess with Howard, Howard has shown a little bit more productivity than Gill. And even though both have certainly struggled, I'd put uh, Andrew White at the three. Tyler Lydon has to play, you know, at the four or five, but put him at the four, and then uh, Torian Thompson at the five. That's the lineup I would go with, with start, the lineup that started against BC. It's young, it's athletic, it's going to grow and get better. The question is, will it get better in time for this ACC season? So, Brad, to make a play off the comment you just made, will it get better by the end of the ACC season? Not from what I've seen after 14 games, West, because the ACC, again, top to bottom, it's just incredibly tough conference. And proven by the opening weekend of play with Duke losing on the road, North Carolina losing on the road, as I go down the schedule for the remaining uh, 17 ACC games, 
maybe a win over BC in the Dome, maybe a win over Wake Forest in the Dome, maybe one against Georgia Tech. But we're looking at four or five wins. So, no, I'd say that's really not light at the end of the tunnel. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts are what an incredible run by the ACC in the football bowl game schedule. Eight and three with Clemson still to play for the national title. All other six uh, teams in the ACC Atlantic were in bowl games besides Syracuse, of course. And five of those six won the games. So it's just going to make it that much harder for Dino Babers and company as they get ready for recruiting winter workouts as they face that ACC Atlantic Division in 17. And Brad, my closing thoughts are on the Syracuse fan base. Brad, I've been on Twitter a lot recently, and it's amazing to me how Syracuse fans are selling out Bayheim one season removed from a Final Four appearance. I would think that 40 years of winning programs would buy you a little bit more credit among the Central New York fan base. What have you done for me lately? It's the world we live in today, Wes, and it's certainly fueled by social media. That's it for us for Brad Beardman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that my girlfriend and I often laugh about how competitive we are, except I laugh harder. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.